What up? Oh, you know, stuff. Yeah? Yeah. And things. I see. Junk. You just missed it. I just missed what? I burped so loud. What? Mm-hmm. Was it window rattling? Oh, not that bad. Yeah. Coke Zero, though. <laughs> Did you ever meet my other friend Bridget when I was uh, when I was like sixteen or seventeen? Think so. Are you sure you had two friends named Bridget, or did you just? Make I did that up? concurrently. No, I I had uh, both of you guys. Um, she was this little petite girl um, who was like two years older than me, uh-huh. so she would have been like eighteen, nineteen. She could out burp anybody I have ever seen. <laughs> really? Yes, I swear. It was like it was like a medical oddity. Weird. Yeah, and you're sure it, was- it wasn't me. It's totally awesome. I don't. I don't remember you ever burping loud around me. That's true. I don't think I did. Yeah. I don't think I allowed that to happen. Yeah. So I tried to control it at the time. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we were a burping and farting uh, comfortable level. I just don't think it came up really. Well, because I like I remember totally stinking up your bathroom a few times and being completely embarrassed about it. Aw, you didn't have to be. Well, you you pointed it out. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. Was I making fun of you like a lot? You're like, who? What died in there? Oh my god, your butt stinks. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Okay. Your butt does stink. Totally. Oh my god, I don't know what's going on with it. Really? Lately, yeah, but it has been rank. Oh, and I've been having weird poops. Oh, yeah. Did you change your uh, medicine or anything? Mm. Like what you're taking? Oh well, yeah. No. <laughs> then why did you pause like that? Well, because I changed. I changed medicines like two months ago. Yeah. But I haven't. I've just been having weird poops. I think it's the uh, sushi that I got from the grocery store. Oh God! Honestly, normally it's fine. Okay. But like, uh, yeah, what day was that? I must have gotten it Friday, and Saturday I almost pooped my pants. Oh crap! Literally. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's like I I was just sitting, uh, actually eating lunch, and I got you know that feeling oh. in my stomach, and I <laughs> I remember thinking, well, do I have time to finish my lunch? Oh God! Like yeah, yeah I do. And then uh, towards the end of my lunch, like I'm I'm visibly hurried. Oh no! It's like oh you know what I should I should just put it down mm-hmm. and. I'll go poop. No, the cats will jump up on the counter and get it. Well, I'll finish it up. And I finished wolfing it down, and it was a near thing. <laughs> you, have a, you have a microwave, right? Oh, yeah, I do. Next time that happens, just stick it in the microwave. That's a good idea. Yeah. I have to do that with Kiki because she will eat anything Yeah, that is left outside. Like, Tank Mouse cannot get up on uh, the counters. Oh, okay. So the- he just he does not have the ability to do it. Tank, on the other hand, will do it even when there's nothing up there for him. Just to prove that he can. Mm-hmm. Asshole. Yeah. Just to flaunt it. Just to. And like he knows, he knows he's not supposed to do it because when I catch him and we lock eyes, mm-hmm. he has that look in his eye. Yeah, that. And he's like, <sighs> and then he gets off. Yep. What a shithead. He, oh, my God, he is. <laughs> and, you know, now that I think about it, when Mouse was younger, he used to jump up on my dining room table. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. And, like, now, that's I'm surprised that he was able to do that. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, well, I guess it probably depends on how much room there is for error. <laughs> right. And stuff right. Like that. He needs a very wide uh, landing zone. Yeah. 
Yeah, he needs a long runway. He does. <laughs> I love that about him. I really do. <laughs> he's funny. I can't wait to see him next week. Mm-hmm. Because I know what he's going to do. He's going to come running towards me, and then he's just going to, like, fall against me. Yes. My favorite. That's what he does. I love it. That's because he doesn't have the grace to just like you know lean yeah lean against you. It's just it's like a tower tipping over. Well, and the thing is, is that he likes you so much that that it doesn't matter to him. He's like he knows he's going to fall over, but that's cool because he likes you that much. Right, right. Bam. <laughs> uh, he's the best. So, uh, I'm sorry that happened to you. That doesn't sound very pleasant. No, oh, that's all right. Yeah. So. It was not pleasant. It it sounds like it would be unpleasant for you and anyone around you. Mm-hmm. Sounds like grocery store sushi is bad for children and other living things. I don't know if I've learned my lesson, though. Do you need to have like, some if it, Yeah, if it happens again, then I'll swear it off. Yeah. But, like... So, right I've now, you're not quite sure if the stove is actually hot. Yes. Okay. You're gonna you're gonna put <laughs> yeah, your hand it's on one it of those, one more time. It's one of those glass top stoves, so you can't really tell by looking at it. Mm. Well, the light's on. But I just have to. Uh, that's true. But who looks at lights? But that's kind of what they're there for. It's a suggestion. <laughs> it's a- who knows? Here's here's the thing. Who knows what the light's threshold is? Mm, yeah, its you know, threshold it, for pain might be totally different than yours. The, well, it's it's like sensor range might be, oh, I'll turn on between 115 degrees, which is like warm water. Mm-hmm. And, well, I suppose there wouldn't be any upper limit. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, who knows what that high water mark is mm-hmm. or low water mark, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, so it could be 115 degrees and I slap my hand down on it and nothing happens. Right. Yeah. So you got to so test I've, that out. I have to, I have to gather this data. So until you get to the point where you, you know, see the light on and then put your hand down and you're fine, you're going to keep doing it. Yeah. If I shit my asshole off one more time. Mm-hmm after uh, eating grocery store sushi, then I'll be like, you know what? That light serves a a purpose, Mm -hmm. and I will respect it from now on. You respect it's a thoate? Yeah. It's a thoate. (laughs) See the poor? They live in clusters. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you're Stan's little friend. Always plugs up our toilet. Yeah, damn it. I love Cartman. <laughs> I do too. Uh, what is it? The poly, Such an poly, poly Prissy Pants? Poly Prissy Pants, yeah. Hello. Well, hello, Poly Prissy Pants. <laughs> well, hello, Eric. <laughs> Eric, why are you so cute? <laughs> I like no Poly Prissy Pants. <laughs> the best. <laughs> hey, you guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> one of my one of my favorites is when he just goes, "I hate you, Kenny." <laughs> so good. <laughs> we should say hi to our friend Jack, aka Jumpo. <laughs> JMP zero. <laughs> he is a huge South Park fan. Oh, awesome. Um. Okay. So. Um. We're talking about cats and poop. South Park and poop. And oh, I asked question. I asked for questions. Oh, good. So um, we have a couple. Do you want to just start with a couple? Mm-hmm. Okay. I I always have a panic moment between when you say you asked for questions mm-hmm. and when you say you got questions. Oh. Because I always fear that one day we're not going to get questions. What would you do if we didn't get any questions? Do you think that would like hurt your feelings? I would silently hang up. <laughs> we just and then we just stop recording. To- then tomorrow I'd be like, "Oh man, my power went out. I don't know what happened." <laughs> any questions yet, or what? I don't know. Do you, would we just stop 
stop recording? No. Get any questions? No. We keep recording even if anybody wasn't listening, right? Yeah. Yeah. We just pretend that somebody was listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Um, like, I don't even know how many listeners we have now. I have no idea either. I know that we have some sort of statistic thing. I can I can check about three different ways, and I'm not even going to yeah, do it. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't checked how many listeners we have in a couple years, I think. It's a good thing we're not trying to make money off of this, because we would suck. We would totally suck at it. We have no idea who our market is. Nope. We have no idea what uh, our target demo. We have no target demographic. We don't. Well, that's the thing. We don't. We do this because we enjoy it. Yeah, our target demographic is people who like us. Our target demographic is, is uh, you know, people who are going to laugh at the same stuff we are, so we don't have to feel guilty mm-hmm. about you know finding those kind of things funny. Right. We have a we have a, a shorthand to find the funny smart people. What's that? It's I I I don't know exactly oh. what it is, but like we know we know what jokes to drop to to get our people over to us. Oh right, yeah. I mean and then and then um you know, it seems like it spreads a little bit. Like somebody might say, Hey, you know what? Um you enjoyed this, you might enjoy emergency pants as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of uh, listeners from that. Yeah, from other listeners. So thank you, from listeners. From people either saying, hey, you got to check this shit out. Mm-hmm. Or, you know. We're kind of like crack cocaine or heroin. We're exactly like crack cocaine. We are, and we'll burn your lips like a crack pipe. Yeah, we were invented by the CIA to demolish black neighborhoods. That is true. That is true. And also, um, uh, uh, Let's see. What else is true about crack cocaine? Uh, it'll blow lettuce. your heart up. <laughs> oh, they do. I know you're trying to be funny, but oh my god, they do. I know. Whores love us. Uh, will, and by whores, will, I mean, you know. The classy daytime Strong, hookers. independent women yeah. who enjoy sexual intercourse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Is that sluts? Oh, the sluts. The sluts. That's sluts. Yeah, I get I get confused with the words that um, the male uh, dominated society <laughs> use to label the shame us. words. Yeah, the yeah. shame police use on us. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so questions. We have questions. The first one is from our friend Robo Fracken. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Robo Fracken, right? He'd like to hear more about." CPAPs, huh. you know, for yeah, I, first gang meeting. So explain this to me. Okay, uh, earlier today, um, during one of my uh, bathroom sabbaticals, oh, no. I was on Tumblr, and uh, he posted something about him having a sleep study uh, coming up. Oh. Which usually, if you have to go have a sleep study, it's usually going to end up with you getting a CPAP machine. Okay. Uh, there, within like the last week or two, there have been a couple of other people talking about getting a CPAP machine mm-hmm. or going to a sleep study. Yeah, our, our good so I, friend and loyal listener, YHF, is actually at a sleep study right now. Okay, there you go. Right now, at this very yeah. moment, he's, he's uh, being asked to please put the electronics down and go to sleep. <laughs> so yeah uh, after RoboFracken posted that I responded to him I'm just like I'm going to start a CPAP gang <laughs> so tell me about a CPAP though if, if oh, well basically it's it, it stands for uh, continuous pressure airway pumpkin I think pumpkin? yeah Jeez. like the gourd Aww. yeah Cool. I, I I don't know the. Is it decorative? No, it's not. You can't carve it up. It needs to be uh, whole. But uh, basically, what it does is it um it forces air down your throat. Wow. To inflate it, 
Wow. Like a, okay. it's kind of like an air splint. You know, it just it, it forces air down there to hold your throat open so you don't suffocate in your sleep. So it's kind of like an air bully, really. Well, it's it's surprisingly gentle. It is. Yeah, because what it does is it raises the air pressure in your uh, your trachea. Yeah. Um, so it raises the pressure. You can still exhale because the pressure is not that high. Okay. But it's high enough. There's there's like a an upper and a lower limit to this. So it's it it's within that range that it it holds everything open, but it doesn't stop you from breathing. Okay. And they they call it um, they call it uh, an air splint basically. Okay. And this is but, for like people with sleep apnea. It is, yeah, because um, people with weight problems or uh, I think a deviated septum will cause it too. Um, what happens is when you relax uh, in a deep sleep at night, the back of your throat will close up. Jeez. Yeah, and it'll stop you from breathing long enough for your brain to panic and wake you up. Mm. Just just enough, because when I had this problem, I didn't know I was doing it. You didn't know you were waking up at all? Right. Oh, okay. Because you, you don't come that far out of sleep. You you come up enough to where you, you get your muscle control back, and you open your throat, and then you fall back asleep just enough to where you suffocate again. So you never get that deep sleep. And that will mess you up. Oh, it will fuck you up in ways you can't even imagine. Yeah. And, so yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, and and it's something that like you wouldn't even know. Like you go to the doctor and say, you know, here's what's going on. I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. This is happening. That is happening. I cry a lot. <laughs> yeah, I went. Uh, I I had a suspicion that I had sleep apnea mm-hmm. because I was always real sluggish, and it just it dulls your brain. Oh, you know, okay. It, you get, you know, exhausted. You don't want to do anything. Yeah. So I had a suspicion. And then when Leah started sleeping over, like one of the first few nights, she was like, oh, my God, do you know that you stop breathing when you sleep? And I was like, no. Terrifying. And she said, yes. Yes. So <laughs> I, went, I went to do the sleep study. The first sleep study I had to cancel because about midnight, uh, I got gastroenteritis <laughs> and started puking and shitting my brains out. Oh my god! Uh, at the sleep center. Oh so, no! Here's why that's such a big deal. They glue these electrodes to your head to monitor your brain waves. Oh fuck! There's like twenty of them. Uh. So by the end of this thing, you look like uh, you look like the predator. <laughs> With all the dreadlocks, these wire dreadlocks hanging off your head. So they have to glue these at very specific locations on your skull. Mm. And they use that to monitor your brain waves. They run a little tube uh, across your cheek and into your nose. Mm-hmm. That sucker ended up getting puke all over oh, it. Oh, no. Yeah. So uh, I I was having trouble getting to sleep. And then all of a sudden, I'm like... I got to go to the bathroom and it takes forever to unplug uh, your wires from like the, the plug that goes to the monitoring room. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I, your, your head plugs into a little box that you can take with you. If you need to go somewhere, that box plugs into the cables that go into their control room. So you have to unplug from that and then go to the bathroom and then come back. And, I went to the bathroom and I just threw up oh, all over the place. That's awful. So, <laughs> what horrible timing. I know. I went back and at that point I don't know that I'm sick. I'm just thinking I had some bad food mm-hmm. earlier. So I was talking to the the nurses uh that were monitoring me. <laughs> and I remember sitting on the edge of the bed. Like, before I went into the bathroom the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I, I'm trying not to throw up, mm-hmm. you know? Because you can't move right. because you're trying not to throw up. And she comes in. She's like, well, do you always sit on the edge of the bed at night? I'm like, only when I have to throw up. Oh, <laughs> so I, I go to the bathroom, throw up, come back. She's like, does this happen a lot? I'm like, no. no. 
no. And then uh, <laughs> a couple couple minutes later, I go back and uh, I puke and then shit and then come back. Got puke all over this thing on my face, you know. Wow. I'm like, I think we need to change this out because I can't clean it. She's like, Oh no, you're gonna have to go home. Aww. So three o'clock in the morning, I finally get out of this place. Oh Jesus, what a mess! I'm so miserable. Oh, I have to go throw up uh, twice before I even leave the place. Oh. Like after they get me undone, you know, two more trips to the bathroom. Oh. So three o'clock in the morning, I'm driving home. It's probably uh, four miles from my house. I'm sweating. Everything hurts. Mm. You know, so I'm like, oh, God, I am going to die in my car. Mm-hmm. You know, so I get home and I remember I laid on my bed and it was the best feeling I ever had. And then... uh I ended up being deathly, deathly ill. It felt like it. I probably wasn't really dying, but I was like, this is it. This is a big one, Elizabeth. (laughs) So uh, three days of this shit. Three days. Three days, literally, of this shit. What timing. I know. Uh, So I I get better, and I call back, and I I had to reschedule my sleep uh, test. Like, well, we can get you in in a couple of months. I'm like, are you fucking kidding Come me? On. So I'm, and uh, finally, she's like, well, we can put you on a wait list. I'm like, okay, well, well there's there's like 15 other people on there. I'm like, just, just put me on it. the wait list. God. Three days later, they call and say, hey, you want to come in for your sleep study? I'm like, yes. Well, what the hell's wrong with that lady? I have no idea. Oh, okay. So this one goes off without a hitch. Uh-huh. This one, I go in there and. I realized that last time I was in there, I was having so much trouble falling asleep because that sickness was starting. Yes. Like I tossed and turned for about an hour before I got sick. Mm-hmm. So I go in there this uh, the second time and I fall asleep almost instantly. Awesome. They woke me up at like two o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and they said, yeah, you stopped breathing enough times that we're just going to go ahead and put this machine on you now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. So they put the CPAP machine on. And this was like, it was an institutional type machine, you know, like they would use in hospitals and stuff. It's big, bulky. Okay. It's not like the personal ones that we get uh, when, you know, when the doctor says, yeah, you you have this. So this fucker, it's blowing air in, it it fits over my nose. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's blowing this cold, dry air into my nose. And it's coming right back out my mouth. Because I sleep with my mouth open when I'm on my back. Uh So uh, it was real hard to get to sleep. But even with the the four hours of sleep I got, I felt amazing when I woke up in the morning. Oh, yay. Yeah. That's awesome. So uh, fast forward to a couple of weeks later. And here's a tip. Mm Mm-hmm. If you zoned out because I've been talking so much, you want to listen to this part. <laughs> My doctor uh, gave me, you have to get a prescription for a CPAP machine. Okay. And they set it to the specific pressure that you were tested at. Oh, okay. So, and of course, I figured out how to hack mine and increase my pressure. Why do you need but, to increase your pressure? Because um, the severity of my sleep apnea uh, requires a higher pressure because it it like uh, the fir- very first setting is like eight psi mm-hmm. or something like that um, eight atmospheres I don't know what they measured in mm-hmm. but um, I wasn't sleeping very well on eight so I kicked it up a little bit oh, okay but uh, anyway doctor gives you a prescription you go to a uh, a home medical equipment vendor mm-hmm. you know what i mean like places you get wheelchairs from yeah uh, crutches you know shit like that yeah. uh there's also places that just focus on the respiratory aids like oxygen tanks and cpap machines mm-hmm. i took my prescription in there um they start telling me about the machine they fit me for a mask there's a bunch of different masks you can try find one that you're comfortable with do they have any so, like cannibal lector masks no, no, these are not cool in the least. Oh. So, 
um, they get me all fitted. They're like, here's a, here's a nice unit. Uh, you know, this is real popular. It's got a humidifier on it, which is hugely important. Hmm. Um, so they, uh, they get ready to, you know, give it to me. It's got a carrying case and everything. And they start asking, you know, how do I want to, uh, pay for it? And I said, well, uh, I wanted insurance to pay for this. How how much is this thing going to cost? And he said, "Well, it's uh, to rent it. It's uh, one hundred and fifty dollars a month. Whoa, right? Or to buy it, it's fifteen hundred dollars. Well, of course and you're going to do fifteen hundred dollars, right? My insurance deductible is two thousand dollars, so I'm stuck. Yeah, you know, um." So I I take this thing for like two nights because, you know, they do it on a trial. They're like, oh, we'll take it, you know, for two nights, see how you like it. Uh, while I have this thing, I go out on the Internet uh-huh. and I look for CPAP machines. Uh-huh. And I find this wonderful website Ooh. that sells CPAP machines and supplies. You just fax them your prescription, uh-huh. buy it. They take insurance and uh, send it back to you. Um, the same exact model that this respiratory place was trying to sell me for fifteen hundred dollars, mm-hmm. I bought brand new for five hundred dollars. Shut up! Cash money. That's awesome. Right. It's like the Amazon and, of respiratory <laughs> equipment. Right. And the you know then I start getting angry. I'm like, well, this respiratory company was going to charge my insurance fifteen hundred dollars for. Uh, uh, something I can buy somewhere else for $500 that probably costs $200 to make. You know, no wonder insurance rates are are crazy and healthcare costs are so high. Mm-hmm. You know, the, they, didn't, they mark these things up because people pay for it. Insurance pays for it. Yeah. So do that. Go to CPAP Supply USA. Okay. That's where I got it. Uh, not you. I know, unless you not do. me, but them. Uh, there's there's probably more out there, but that's who I get my stuff from. I like them. Mm-hmm. They're reasonably cheap. So that's who I got mine through. Um, there's a, oh, fuck, the adjustment period is the worst part. You get this uh, machine, and you have to sleep with uh, this hunk of plastic and silicone strapped to your head. And it's going to be uncomfortable, and you're going to want to quit, mm-hmm. and you're you're going to say, "Oh, you know what? I'd rather just die in my sleep than wear this thing." <laughs> oh God! And it takes like three months to get used to it. Three months. Yeah, because once you once you learn to fall asleep with this thing on your face, mm-hmm. your brain will try to take it off you in your sleep. Really? So when you're asleep, you will pull this mask off you and not even realize it. Really. Yes. Weird. So that's it takes a while to get that part of your brain to accept that this is good for you. Yeah. And it's not trying to kill you. Right, right. Yeah, I can imagine that. That makes sense. So I've I've known at least two other people that have gone through the sleep study that have gotten the CPAP machine and refused to use it because they can't get through that adjustment period. Mm-hmm. So they're doing damage to their brain and their heart just because they they can't push through this for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So your 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 advice is just push through it because just, you yeah, will push get through over it. it. Yeah, you get over it and 3 months, you know, that you're not suffering for 3 months. It's just you uh you tend to pull it off in your sleep and they have alarms on them. They start beeping oh, when and then it you detects. wake up. Yeah. But then again, plus, you would have been even more tired before when you were waking up because you weren't breathing. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, when you, when they're at the machines are really quiet too. Everybody's like, Oh, I don't want to wake my wife up with my machine. I'll just die in my sleep. (laughs) No, they're, they're quiet. They're so quiet. When the mask is on your face, it's not making hardly any noise. Um, when, when you pull the mask off in your sleep, all of a sudden you hear this, Because it's really loud when it's not on your face. Oh, okay. So between that and the beeping, you wake up pretty quick and you put it back on your face. Okay. But 
Uh, also, you have to keep them clean because the skin oil builds up on like the silicone pieces. I'm gonna barf. Well, it's. I mean, it's not gross. It's just you know. Skin oil. <laughs> Everybody secretes skin oil. Don't act all. I know, but you know what it is. I think is there's that Czech. What's his name? Polonic. Poloniak or whatever. Whatever his name is. The, wrote, the Fight Club guy. Fight yeah. Club guy, yeah. He wrote this one book, and it's one of my favorites. But in the beginning, he goes into this detailed description of, like, a face. But just from the, like, organic material point of view. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the skin cells and then all the oils and secretions. And, blah, and I'm like, shut up. And yes. so now face oil is really gross. <laughs> Well, you have to clean these off because uh, as the the face oil or sebum uh, coats the, the silicone, it doesn't stick to your face as well. Mm-hmm. And in the case of mine, uh, it'll make a little farting noise. <laughs> it's, it's a constant, because it's constant pressure. It's a constant farting noise uh, up by my eye Aww. on the bridge of my nose. <laughs> And apparently, I can sleep through that. Leah cannot. Right. So well, I don't blame she'll, her. She'll wake me up and be like, Shane, your mask. I'm like, okay, and I'll rearrange it. You know, a couple hours later, Shane, your mask. Fuck. So keep them clean. Yes. You won't have that problem. Yes. Well, thank thank you. I I was kind of curious about how those work too. So yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's really simple. And it All saves it is, lives. Is, yeah, it's just a high pressure, uh, a higher pressure air hose. Uh, I would imagine it's low pressure compared to like industrial applications. But yeah, it's just a little bit of um, higher pressure air going through your your throat. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. And uh, we have another question. Mm-hmm. This is from Fancy Quabs. No. Dude, have you seen the food that he's been posting? I know, right? Hot chicken. Fuck. Not even cool, dude. Not okay. What are you trying to do here? You know, right? I'm sitting over here trying to eat whole grains <laughs> and legumes. Right. Posting this shit. What am I supposed to do? Legumes. Asshole. Um, so he says, "How to? How do I convince my company to send me to Japan, but not to Mississippi?" <laughs> uh, well, speak only Japanese from now on. That's a good. That's a good idea. Um, h- how do you quickly learn Japanese? Um. Rosetta Stone, probably. Rosetta Stone, maybe watching uh, anime. Anime a lot. I know, I know, uh, I know how to express surprise in, in Japanese. Oh yeah. Nani. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> weird. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Um. I yeah, I'm not really sure and I'm not sure how to prevent being sent to Mississippi either. That's the that's the bigger uh problem of the two. I'd say so. Cuz you know, there's plenty of ways to to talk your way into getting to Japan because there's lots of things there that would be helpful to your company, I'm sure. Right. Especially if your company uh specializes in things like octopus. Mhm. Or animal panties. cruelty. Right. Eating squids alive. Right. Yeah. Roping girls on the subway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Upskirt shots. Yeah. Um, selling panties and vending machines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, making uh, making hotels that uh, that actually have just coffin size rooms. That's actually cool. No, it is. No. Don't you think? I would. Oh, dude, I would totally sleep in a pod. What? Yeah, that would not bother you. No, what, it, what living in one would suck, but sleeping in one, no. But what you want to get out really fast? What happens? You get out. But but you couldn't like leave quickly though, could you? 
Well, you have to like uh, wiggle uh, like an inchworm to get out, right? <laughs> if there was a fire, uh-huh. I would move so fucking fast. You'd be like, I have never seen him move that fast. <laughs> I don't care for those kind of spaces because, I mean, if you think about it, if somebody wanted to, they could kind of like trap you in there. And I don't know mm-hmm. why I think somebody would want to, but they could. <laughs> like if they fart in it and then block the door. Right. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I am not. Older brothers. i am not a claustrophobic person yeah i don't like that just i say that but then i see these shows on like the discovery channel where these cave explorers are squeezing between you know a foot and a half width of rock Mm -hmm. you know and then i'm like ah you know what if i got stuck there i'd probably panic a little bit yeah i don't like that i don't but like I, I I fantasize about building a sleep pod for myself. It's just, you know, an, an enclosed, like, egg-shaped thing that's got a comfortable, you know, chair bed thingy in it. And it's done in, like, a tasteful uh, blue velour. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to touch. I'd, I would totally sleep in something like that. I'd like it if it were open. And then it would have uh, lights so I could read books inside there. Yeah. And, like, fans to circulate air. I I would like that, except I would still want it to have an opening to it. You know what I mean? I wouldn't want mm-hmm. it to be closed off. Yeah. I, I But I would enjoy that. Like, I do like the um, reading nooks. And, uh, yeah. See, I like, I like being in, like, small spaces like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have no trouble living in an RV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, we we took vacations in the RV, mm-hmm. and there were bunk beds in the back, and it really was just kind of like those pods, those bunk beds. Right. And um, I can't even remember, like, how you would actually get into one, to be honest. They were so enclosed. Yeah. But um, I don't know. There's just something about it now that bugs me. That's understandable. It's... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just claustrophobia. Yeah, it's like I don't know. It's a, I uh, for some reason I feel like I need easy um, exiting. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's completely understandable. Oh, okay, so we don't uh, know oh, is the answer. Yeah, back to Mississippi. Yeah. Um, you're probably gonna have to convince your boss that either uh, the customer. I'm assuming this is a customer site in Mississippi. Uh, You're going to have to convince your boss that the customer site doesn't exist anymore. Oh. Or that Mississippi doesn't exist anymore, Mm -hmm. which is more plausible. That's true. You could just say that, like, it drifted away or something. Yeah. It's going to be tougher if you're going to, uh, like, a a remote office of your companies because they're going to know if those things don't exist anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. So then you're going to have to actually set fire to uh, the remote office building or to Mississippi. Right, yeah. Preferably have somebody else do it mm-hmm. so it's not tied back to you. Yeah, yeah. Because arsoning a whole state is, you don't want to get uh, caught for that. No, you don't. Not Especially not there in Mississippi. I mean, no. wherever it is. <laughs> Wink. Right. <laughs> Okay. Um, good luck with that, Randall. I hope things work out. Yeah. I hope you get to go to Japan. Is this permanent or uh, temporary? I would say could it's a say? trip. Okay. Yeah. To send yeah. him to Japan, but not to Mississippi. So okay. I'm guessing that's like a business trip. I I would hope so, because I, I, you know, I, I would be surprised if he had to leave where he's at right now. Yeah. Um now the next person their their Tumblr name is J D U J D A. Okay. And they ask, should I buy a kayak? I think that's Justin. Is that our friend Justin? I think so. It's it been sounds a while familiar. since we got an email from him, but I think it's Yeah. I think you're right. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Hey Justin. Hey Justin. Oh, he even posted uh, so a Sunday stubble picture. Look at that. What did he want to buy? A horse a kayak. or something? Oh, why not? Yeah, do it. Would would it make oh, you happy? Then do it. They seem like fun. It's like a one-person boat. 
that you can flip around in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that they're it. kind of frustrating. You know, yeah, there's there's a learning curve to it. You can't just get in and go. Yeah, but like you're yeah. constantly being turned upside down and and like drowning. Right, and you have to know how to flip that thing back over. Yeah, it's, it's not intuitive. Yeah, and so somebody's got to sit with you and like. Save you from drowning yourself accidentally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, totally. Um, one of the guys that I work with goes kayaking all the time. He loves it. Yeah, I, I say yes because to me it sounds like you know it's a lot of physical activity. Yeah, you you're outside. Exercise. I love you. Yeah, you know I love the water. So yeah, you know be yeah. The answer is yes. If you need some sort of permission slip signed or. Um, you know, some sort of recorded statement. Uh, just, um, you know, leave a note for us. Um, either, you know, via one of our asks or uh, send us an email at emergencypantspodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And we will provide that for you. I don't know. You know, there may be some sort of um, entity that you need to provide this proof to. And we're, mm-hmm. we're glad to provide that for you. Also, uh, our notes are accepted in more places than doctor's notes. It's true. It's true. Um, because we use psychic paper like Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except not. No. No, we don't have any. It doesn't exist. Wish that. Oh, I wish that existed. That'd be awesome. I love that. would use that so much. Yeah. Okay, now my friend Jamie, a.k.a. Flumpf. <laughs> Flumpf. 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 Um... Uh, Jamie and I have have kind of uh, bonded over uh, getting the correct bra size. It's oh. always a fun thing. <laughs> <laughs> Letting the breast girls bonding. go free. Yes, we we're 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 breast sisters. Oh, <laughs> is that weird? That's weird. No, um, no, that's that just sounds like something that ladies do. We do all the time. We're always like rubbing our breasts together. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what I meant, but now that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> that's all ladies ever do when we're alone yep. together. You guys, you guys are like, we're, we're all like, you guys are gross. Why do you always like pretend like we do like pillow fights and stuff? We totally <laughs> do. We totally do. We're just. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> we are. We are always prancing around in our underwear. Um, having tickle and pillow fights. That's all yep. we ever do. Okay, so thoughts on companies that make jeans with no functioning pockets. Fuck you. That's what my thoughts are. Yes. Why would you want to wear jeans without pockets? My my whole thing, and not just with clothes, with anything, is uh, like I'm a very uh, utilitarian person. I love things that have purposes. Yes. And the more purposes a things a thing has, the more I love it. Right. You know? So like fucking Swiss army knives. Yeah. Awesome. So don't put shit on my clothes that I can't fucking use. Thank you. Why would you put like a lot of the the pants that I have cuz lady pants a lot of times do not have pockets. Yeah. And I think it's more of a um you know, a aesthetic Thing because mm-hmm. if you are a lady with hips or perhaps a belly, oh, I love you. <laughs> um, the pockets will gape sometimes. Yeah, the way that yeah. they're the way that pockets are normally placed, they will gape. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's why I think they they don't put pockets on some things. But um, I think that it's possible to do that if you just you know, kind of think about things a little bit differently. Um, because I actually have, um, I have dresses and, you know, dresses don't typically have pockets. Right. But, um, the mod cloth dresses that I've been getting, they have pockets galore. It's like ridiculous. And you can't really see them because of the way the dresses are cut and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, this makes me so happy, I can't even tell you. But there is nothing more frustrating to me than having a pair of pants that has the illusion of pockets without actually having pockets. Dude, you know what some asshole did? What? 
I had a pair of khaki cargo pants. Oh, I fucking love cargo pants. It's like six to eight pockets on a pair of pants. Right. So uh, I had a pair of cargo pants, and uh, like they were cool. They had the zip-off legs, so you could turn them into shorts. Oh, okay, yeah. Fucking all the pockets on the legs uh-huh. were sewn shut. That's what I don't get. Here's the, they had to go to more trouble to sew these pockets shut. Yeah. Than to just leave them as pockets. Yeah. They were they were pockets. They weren't just flaps sewn on. Yeah. They were fucking pockets. They were pockets. Oh, I was so angry. It's like, why would you do that? That's like, you know, creating a life just to take it away. <laughs> right. And I bet you though, the thing is, I've done this before and because when I've realized that there is actually a pocket there, I just I just open that sewing right up. Mm-hmm. I free that pocket. Yeah. But a good point. the problem is it doesn't always actually function as a pocket. Right. You know, it looks like it's going to, but it doesn't. Yeah. And then like the, the clothing designer is going to be like, well, it looks good, doesn't it? I don't fucking care how it looks. Where am I going to where am I going to put all my fucking pens? I, I and brought my electronics? all this shit with me just because I have all these pockets. Right. You know, I don't normally I gotta carry, carry a fucking bag. Come on. Fuck. God damn it. That, so that's what we say. We say fuck you right in the fucking eye. That's what we say. Right to, in the fucking pocket. Seriously, to uh, to companies that make jeans with no functioning pockets. That's what we say. We say, off. We say to hell with you, sir. That's what we say. You know what? I want more shirts with pockets, too. Yeah, I agree. Quit being fucking stingy with pockets. Give me some fucking loops, mm-hmm. like on carpenter jeans, so you yes. can ha- hang a fucking hammer through. Yes. I want shit to clip other shit onto. Yeah. I, I want carabiners for carabiners. Yes. <laughs> I want belt loops down my fucking legs so I can clip shit into there. I want to be able, like, if I... If I ever have, like, responsibility for a child, if I'm babysitting or something like that, I want to have a child-shaped loop just to kind of roll them into. <laughs> a baby loop? A baby loop. <laughs> I want to attach children via carabiner to my pants. Yes. Yeah. That sounds better in my head. That, that yeah, you know. I don't, that, I don't want now that. Now I don't feel so good about that. I don't want that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just kind of... Uh, pull away from that statement we'll edit this out and post we will no we won't no No, we never do okay well thank you for the question um now we have a question from penny penny taco tuesday every day and her question correct me if i'm wrong but penny is short for penneth it is uh pen hold actually oh oh Mm -hmm aristocratic yes it is penhold um yeah she it's uh it's not very well known but she was actually the sidekick of danger mouse for a while oh Oh, wait isn't that penfold okay that's penfold so yes um she uh she she's been a sidekick um and a hamster Mm -hmm. with glasses yeah so um so penny asks for me to do a hunger book report, please. And what is that? Okay, so I li- so here's the thing. Um, Penny recommended a book to me once called The Double. Okay. I've talked to you about The Double, and I've quoted The Double on Tumblr. Okay. And when you've seen those quotes, you were like, fuck yes, when it comes okay. to like, social anxiety and depression. Oh. It's, a, um, it's by... Dostoevsky, is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's really uh, amazing to read it when you've had this kind of problem because it's basically um, it's it's basically like telling you. I mean, it's describing this person reacting to things and you're like, yeah, I've totally done that before. And it doesn't make any sense. So when you're reading this guy having these irrational thoughts about people hating him and stuff like that, you're Mm -hmm. like, wow, when I have those thoughts, it's irrational too. 
And it just makes everything feel a little bit different, you know. I'm putting this on my Amazon list right now. Yeah, I would suggest the audiobook perhaps, though. I, I'm not mm. sure. I listened to the audiobook and I enjoyed it. The thing is, with Russian literature, they use their full names a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, they go back and forth using the entire full name of the persons. Oh, that's dumb. It is. It is. <laughs> It's really awful. Has anybody told them that's dumb? No. Well, they they they're all dead now. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Oh, they don't do it anymore. No. Well, yeah. No, they they don't do it now. Oh, it's all the old okay. stuff. You know? Okay, gotcha. Um. So you know they'll they'll have a conversation with each other and they'll say, "How are you today?" Long Russian name. I'm fine. Long Russian name. Hey, Fyodor Dostoevsky. How are you doing today? <laughs> exactly. And uh, and then, you know, as they continue their conversation, each time they address each other, they will say, well, long Russian name, what are you doing tomorrow? God, that's like the uh, the horribly translated Japanese cartoon. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so actually, Penny and I were going to come up with our own long Russian names, but we never did. <laughs> um, so this is what I like to call the Penny Nichols um, books that will ruin your life club. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I love this already. Right. So she sent me some books to read that were similar to this. Um, so I, I'll actually list them off on Tumblr, I think, because I think it's, you know, if you're interested in this sort of thing, it's okay. Mm. Um, first of all, first and foremost, what I'll do is I'll do the Hunger Book Report. So one of these books she said I should read is Hunger by Newt Hampson. Mm-hmm. And when she sent this to me, she sent me like little quotes from each book to illustrate why I should read this book. I see. And the quote that she sent for that one is, I began running so as to punish myself, left street after street behind me, pushed myself on with inward jeers and screeched silently and furiously at myself whenever I felt like stopping. Yeah, I remember seeing that on Tumblr. Right, so it continues and continues, and it and uh, when he finally gets somewhere and he's going to sit down, he says, "No, I'm not going to let myself sit down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make myself stand here until I'm completely exhausted." Finally, after a few minutes, I nodded and gave myself permission to sit down. However, I chose the most uncomfortable spot on the stoop. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I listened to this book. And um, it's the same kind of thing. It's it's like, um, I don't know what years it was written in, maybe like the 1800s or like late 1800s. I don't think, I don't think they ran back then. I, I think they did. I don't think they started it until the 70s. It was maybe the, but like the late 1800s or the early 1900s. I am not sure. But okay. um, basically, it's all about this guy who is right on the edge of poverty. But he was like a middle class dude. So he's having this struggle with the fact that, I don't know, it's like he is a writer and he's always kind of lived a pretty you know, comfortable life. But now he's to the point where there's not a lot of work available Mm. and he's basically starving a lot. Oh yeah. So like he'll go a few days without eating at all. And then like somebody will want to help him and they'll give him some money and he'll like give it to somebody else because he's like, well, I don't deserve this because you know, mm. I need to get money through work or, you know, whatever. So right. it, it was like frustrating. It was really frustrating because every time anybody helped him, he like, he like fucked it all up. You know, mm. he was like, oh yeah, I don't, you know, I don't need this. This is fine. And like, whatever. And I, I just got so mad. I wanted to like yell at him. <laughs> 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 and basically it was like this combination of, of like, um, shame but also kind of a uh, entitlement where it's like no things will work out for me you know yeah it's like it's a pride thing it was it was totally a pride thing but it was also like people like me mm. you know don't take handouts or whatever right so um it's, oh shit I, I can't remember who the quote was by but they said that um 
oh, what was it? The the majority of Americans think that they're just temporarily disadvantaged yes! millionaires. That's exactly that's exactly yeah. what it's like. And it was very like you basically see him coming from the point of at the beginning of the book, he's in he's he's starting to have financial troubles. Mm-hmm. And then, like, throughout the entire book, you see him kind of take a step down and a step down and a step down. And and mm-hmm. his pride just kind of, like, diminish and diminish. And it's painful. You know, it's really painful. It sounds awful. It is. It's awful. But it's also, at the same time, like, it's fascinating and frustrating. But I, I listened to the whole damn thing, so it was pretty good. Again, this is the books that will ruin your life club. So <laughs> so my review of that one is I'm glad I listened to it. I'm just glad. Well, that's, that's good. Yeah. I would much rather read a book titled The Lunch. The Lunch. <laughs> instead of The Hunger. <laughs> the, uh, oh gosh, I couldn't have so another book. It's about a, a writer that has a sensible... Uh, lunch and then uh, a delicious steak dinner. Yes, and makes tons of money. Yes, uh, that would be a boring book. There wouldn't be much to it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. What would the conflict be? That's the thing. Like, Why does there have to be a conflict? Because otherwise, there's no story. What if there's what? If, what's the opposite of conflict? Um. What if there's what if there's a really exciting um thing that happens when there's no conflict. Mm, like um you know happy happily ever after. Yeah. Uh. Like what if what if two people come together and combine forces instead of fighting each other? Mm. Well, that could happen, but there still has to be something that happens to them. No, I don't like that. In order for there to be a story. Yeah, it's tough. They could just go around being awesome. It's tough, yeah. Writing, writing awesome books and making awesome sandwiches. <laughs> I like this idea of the traveling sandwich people. I do, too. I parade. <laughs> I loved uh, in Mostly Harmless when uh, Arthur Dent became the, the village sandwich maker yes! for that tribe. I That's loved that right. I love that. So good. So um, we've got a couple other titles. Now, I haven't listened to these yet, so I have no report. I'll just give the titles. Okay. Um, so we've got Nausea oh, by Jean-Paul Sartre. <laughs> How, do Any, a, How do you say that? How do you say that name? Well, Sartre? Uh, Sartre, Sartre, Sartre? I don't know. I think in most English people say Sartre. Sartre? Yeah, but in French, it's just Sartre because Char-ha. they always... They always drop the last part of their words. Because they're weird. And they don't say their R's in the front of their mouth, like we like English. Oh. They're they're in the back. Okay. Like German, so it'd be like Salka. Salka. Okay. There's another one called Oblomov, which I think is the name of the Russian dude that it's about. Mm. By Ivan Gonchev, Russian name. And um <laughs> Journey to the End of the Night by mm. Louis Ferdinand Celine. Um and Sombrero Fallout, which is a surprising name considering the rest of them, <laughs> by Richard. Uh, Sounds kind of festive. It, it does sound festive, doesn't it? So, mm-hmm. so uh, I'll list those books off if anybody wants to join the uh, Books That Will Ruin Your Life Club by Penny Nick. Cool. Yeah. And I'll, I'll also list... Um, the devil on there because quite honestly that's one of my favorite books of all time now that's cool i um i want to get it i want to get the audiobook but i don't like audible oh. i need to find another it's on place iTunes. To... oh is it yeah well, that, that's I where have, i bought I it the double i don't have any apple devices anymore oh that's true well, you're, you're going to have to either buy it through... Yeah, you're going to have to buy it through Audible because... Because Audible is Amazon. Amazon and Audible are the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've, uh, I joined up with Audible... Um, God, probably seven or eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And I got a bunch of books. And then uh, I closed my Audible account because I was sick of paying for it. Right. 
And then I wanted some more audiobooks, so I opened it up again, and then I closed it down again. I just don't want to go through that another time. Why? What happens? I, I, I just don't want to go through it. Go through it? Like- yeah, I don't want to have to re-enable my account, reinstall the software, all that crap. Software? What software? What? There used to, they used to have a client that you had to install to download your stuff. Uh, I don't know if that's the case or not. I just download it. I'll look into it. it. Yeah. I just download it, so. Um, but, yeah. See, they, uh, like, they weren't compatible with my devices, oh, they, which I'm sure has changed it's now. It's totally but, changed now. Yeah, their, their whole DRM system was fucked. Yeah, it's not like that at all anymore. It's Good. super easy. Um, you can really use it for anything. And the other cool thing about it is like, there's an audible app Mm. for the Kindle and also for the iPhone. And I'm sure they have it for the other stuff too, Mm -hmm. because if they have it for the Kindle, they're going to have it for what you do. So, um, and the cool thing is, is if you play it in one place and then go and go to continue playing it in another, it knows where you left off. Right. And it says, hey, the last time you listened to this was on your iPhone at, you know, and you went to this page. Is that where you want to go? And I'm like, yes. Yes, it is. So um, it's. And I'll look into it. It's very good. I, I, I just, I can't get enough audiobooks, so I'm always, uh, I'm always using it. And they do have the double on there. And the guy who reads it, um, I just think he's awesome. He's, um. He also read Ender's Game, which I listened to recently, and it was very, very good. Um, and he reads a lot of Orson Scott Card stuff. And I would listen to a lot more of Orson Scott Card stuff if it wouldn't all be religious debate stuff. <laughs> He's a Mormon, and you know those Mormons. Yeah. Right, um, Clint? You know, I could, I could <laughs> use this. <laughs> Hi, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> how, how's, how, how's the... How's that Mormon thing working out for you? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, one more question. Mm-hmm. It's from Pants Frisia, who is our friend Pam. Mm-hmm. She says, please to discuss all the things. Mm, I think we already did. I kind of think we did. One thing I should... And now that we got to this question, we have discussed all the things. That's true. That question from Pants Freesia was the last thing that we hadn't discussed. The very last thing. In the world. In the the whole... We've discussed everything that's happened before this. We have. Yeah. There's nothing more for us to talk about. So, um, you know, it was nice knowing you guys. This will be our last episode. Well, new stuff will happen in a week. Oh, really? Yeah. So we're going to... We'll be back. Yeah. Okay. We'll just next week we'll have like a week's worth of stuff to talk about. Oh, so we'll have to kind of start over. Just compiling new things. No, I mean, we've we can build on what we've done in the past. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also, next week I'll be out there visiting you. Awesome. Should we try and record a podcast while I'm there with you or with that? You know, I was thinking about that and I'm, I need to figure out a way to do that. Yeah. At the very least, I could, like, go into that other room and, um... Yeah, I have you. a... I, <laughs> yeah, silly. I have the... I have the PC in the other room, but... No, there should be a way to plug two headsets into this thing and, and get it to work. Okay. I should, so maybe I should bring my headset. Yeah, bring a headset. Because I don't think I have any others. My crappy headset that you know, shout likes to point out makes lots of noise whenever, <laughs> and I move a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyway, um, oh, so my Audible account doesn't have any of my old books on it, and I had a shit ton of books. Hmm. Well, did you cancel it? No. Huh. Well, I. Oh I well, remember. check and see what time period they're looking at too. Oh, yeah, past six months. Yeah. I had that happen one time where I was like, where the fuck are all my books? <laughs> no, all my books are gone. Oh, I'm sorry. I wonder I wonder if Amazon would re-enable that. Because I had, oh, fuck, I had, like, Snow Crash 
and oh, I had the whole Dark Tower series. Oh man! Yeah. Well, are you gonna listen to them again? No. Well, then why? Snow that? Crash, maybe, but um, there, I there is a lot of money in books because they're charging like fifteen dollars a pop here. Mm. Well, I'm getting curmudgeon-y. This we can talk about this offline. You are getting curmudgeon-y. <laughs> <laughs> And another thing, Amazon, get off my fucking lawn. Get off my lawn. Get off my property, you smoochers. <laughs> okay. Well, I think, should we wrap this bitch up? Yeah. Okay. And now, let's end this meeting on a high note. Yeah!